Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is Friday, September 20th, 2019. We are at the end of the week. I never did get called into jury duty. So I got that time back, even though I think I would have been intrigued and enjoyed it. It just came at a busy time, although I don't know if there's ever not a busy time. So maybe those things just have to happen when they do. However, I have completed my service, and for another 12 months, I'm free of thinking about that. But today we have a lot of questions. Before we get started, I wanted to let you guys know they are launching the master class program. Um, I think it's going to be available next week from what I saw. It's so cool because, you know, they they do marketing. I, I'm, I'm a marketer, but I don't market myself for some reason. It's a hard thing to do. But what happens is um, they're starting to transform the social media and there's like, God, they took so many pictures and we did all the classes so they, they'll build up to the master class, and then if somebody's interested, they can take a step into the self-love class. And with that, a whole notebook was designed for you to have and work through in the eight weeks. So that was really cool. I'm just so happy beyond words that it's put into a notebook and that it is a course and that. If I'm not around, that class can still be taken. So that makes me really, really happy and that we could reach more and more people into just feeling good about their lives, about our lives. And seeing Christ has made all the difference in me just being a person who just would have never became a public person to talk about these things. But they were always the questions of my life. Like, why can't everybody be happy? And people will say, oh, it's so Pollyanna-ish in that I've been called all these names. And some people, you know, said really great things and other people say really awful things. And I have learned in these 17 years to handle all of that and know that, you know, that's why I asked that question yesterday. Who would you be if everyone you knew did not know you? Because who would you be? if everyone you knew didn't know you? And that's a hard question to answer, but I answer it all the time because I have to reel myself in and say, hey, wait a minute, you know, where are you going with this? So it really works out. And I wanted to apologize to my chat people because I normally set up the chat and I forgot this morning because I had so many questions. So I'm going to get on with the questions. I hope you guys are ready for all these answers. So the first one from Eliana, and she says, Nadia, I'm at the Niagara Falls International Film Festival, New York side. Frances is meeting me today, and after my screening, she's taking me around to see Niagara Falls for my first visit up here. Nadia, I woke up around 2-ish a.m. and couldn't go back to sleep. 
I searched your name on YouTube and added love. I heard the top two videos of you, and it helped me so much. Wow, those are like old videos. I haven't posted videos to YouTube in a long time. I was embarrassed when they were going through all my stuff. However, I'm glad you found them. My son had orientation at UCSB yesterday, and I wasn't there. He's feeling nervous for me because I was supposed to be there by now. Also, my house sale is taking longer than I expected. If you like, this could be a question. I'm doing my best to enjoy each moment, and dealing with brokers is not fun at all. Any suggestions and loving support will help in advance. I thank you so much, Eliana. Okay, I'm going to say something that may make you want to reach through this whatever communication your phone and knock me out but i'm gonna say it everything happens for a reason and i i the minute i read that i have been in situations like that over and over again where i thought the world was just taking too long to get me where i wanted to go and all i can say is truly Take a deep breath and remind yourself that you are exactly where you need to be. Period. If you are in Niagara Falls today, you need to be in Niagara Falls today. Because our intentions, you may want to be somewhere, send your love. Because we put so much added stress on a day that could actually survive without all that added stress. Because you know, and your son know, and your ex-partner know, that you would want to be there. The best part of the whole thing, because, you know, when our kids go away, they have a renewed respect for us and all we've done for them and how we got there. Think of yourself as you started to, you know, break away from your family and realize, hey, you know what? My life just changed. And you think of all the little things your parents did for you, And if they didn't do those things, you learn to do them for yourself. But the fact that he thought about you, knew that you should be there by now, realized that things are in process, in progress. And the house sale may be taking longer, but maybe you still need to be in New York for a little bit of time. It's not like those things aren't going to happen. They're just not happening today. But patience and just understanding that, wow, I really wanted to be there. I can't believe it wasn't meant for me to be there yet. Instead of all these things are holding me up. 
big difference in how you're going to feel where you're at because you can't change the circumstances. You're not there and you can't be there. But it also builds another thing in you. And this is something that I had to think about when I got hit by the car and realized later on, not in the time, because there was too much commotion in the time, that if I died that day, my children's lives were going to go on. may not have been easy, but they were going to go on. That even if I died, everything would still go on. So that if I'm going to add something, let me add my strength. Not my fears, doubts, worries, things I can't control, guilt, all of that stuff is the ego eroding the experiences we have or derailing or rerouting if we listen to it. So give yourself a break. Enjoy where you're at today. Look forward to seeing Francis. Look forward to lunch. Just give it what you got. And enjoy it. Tell your son you love him, how much you wish you could be there, and even with the best of intentions to be there, you're you're really sorry to both of you, not just to him, because it's not like you're okay and he's not. You, you both feel the absence. But that strengthens the love. That strengthens the love. That reminds you both how much you actually love each other and care about each other. And it makes you think about the relationship you have and how nice it would be to see him there, even though you know you're going to see him there soon. So stay on the side of strength. Stay on the side of, wow, I'm at a film festival for my film. And my son knows that. And I'm teaching my son how to do what he loves by doing what I love. So I hope that helped you out. I hope that felt like the kind of support that we need when we start allowing fear or doubt or worry or control or guilt to come into play. Because they will if we let them. They're just waiting at the door. So I have more questions, and this question is from Susan Arik, and she says, oh, there's a saying. I I put this quote up from time to time because it's true, and we need to be reminded of it, and it is when you own your own vulnerabilities, no one else can. When you don't own your vulnerabilities, anyone else can. It's also why I write things about leaders. If you feel like you need a leader or you wouldn't be okay, that leader didn't teach you to lead because leading is learning to lead ourselves. So she writes, owning our vulnerabilities, understood in theory. How do I acknowledge and respect my vulnerability daily? That is owning, right? 
it's not that you have to like, it's a checklist thing where you're, okay, I'm vulnerable here and here and here in every single day. I acknowledge it and respect that I'm vulnerable there. And now I'm owning it. Owning doesn't come by saying, oh, I own that when you don't. And what is a vulnerability? Vulnerabilities are ways that ego usually comes into your world or gets us to do things that make us vulnerable, like a great example of this would be, let's say a very beautiful woman doesn't feel beautiful. She feels like she's not worth certain things, and she feels like she has to buy a ton of makeup to feel like she looks good or that she has to be a certain weight or that she has to look a certain way to have a boyfriend. And yet she'll look around and she'll see all these girls that may not even be as pretty as she is with boyfriends and living happy lives and and they're comfortable in their own skin. Well, because she is not comfortable in her own skin, because she cannot own the parts of her that she thinks need to be perfect before she can do those things, those things never come. It's the way she's looking at it. It's not that she's not pretty enough. It's not that she's not smart enough. It's not that people can't get along with her or not. But because she cannot own that she's not perfect, that, you know, yeah, I'm I'm vulnerable when it comes to my looks because when I was younger, I was kind of a a tomboy and now I don't know how to be a girl or whatever her reasons are behind it. She's vulnerable to the feelings that she has about herself and they're getting in her way. So when she looks around at the other people and she says, wow, well, how come they get to live in quotes, normal lives and I don't? And it's because she feels like she has to be physically ready for a man who may think he may meet a woman, he may fall in love, he might have a good job, but he may feel that that's not enough to be married with. So he has a vulnerability that he can't be ready because he doesn't make enough money to get married. Well, I bet you if he met, if, he really loved that person and met that person and they, you know, grew and talked and built a relationship, they would find many ways to take over that vulnerability because they've owned it. Like, okay, this is what we feel. We feel that we are we wouldn't have enough money to get married. Well, what are we gonna do about that? And sometimes it may involve moving to another state. But because you're working with someone through that vulnerability, instead of them having it alone and waiting and years go by, because when is enough ever going to be enough? So owning our vulnerabilities is understanding when we feel that we are inadequate or we aren't ready for certain things and we hold our breath. Because we're vulnerable. Well, when we own it, we start taking action towards those vulnerabilities. So if someone comes up to that guy and says, well, I've got a fast way for you to make money, and it involves doing something illegal, 
because he's already owned his vulnerabilities and thought it through, he would say, oh, no, I, I think I'm looking at other routes to do that. But somebody who doesn't own their vulnerabilities may go, oh, wow, I'll only do it once. That'll be great. I'll get where I want to go faster. I know I'm putting myself at risk, but we'll be really careful that other person just used the person who wants the money and was vulnerable to making a bad decision to get that money. So those are just a few examples of owning and not owning our vulnerabilities. When we own them, we know, like, hey, you know what? That is a spot for me to pay attention to because I know that I don't feel so great about this in this area of my life. Or let's say you're married and you keep feeling like the person is going to cheat on you. And the person never had an intention to cheat on you, never thought about cheating on you. But because you keep bringing it up, now it's a problem. And no matter what he or she does, you're watching them. Well, now that's going to be a problem because you are vulnerable to the fact that somebody's cheated on you before, hurt you very much, and now you think anybody can do that. Or you can own your vulnerability and say, hey, you know what? This happened to me before. I didn't see it coming. I don't want to dump this on you. This is definitely a my vulnerability issue. So if I talk about it, can you please remind me that that's not us, that that was before, and I will help myself start to heal as opposed to blame other people for things that happened in my past? Oh, okay. I'll get that when you say something, it's not about me at all. It's about what you went through, and we'll work this out together. Because once you own that vulnerability, you're not going to dump stuff on your current situations because of things that happened that can really hurt or destroy current relationships. That's owning your vulnerability. That's understanding where you're vulnerable as opposed to, oh, well, I acknowledge and respect my vulnerability daily. Well, just know what it is and Give it time and attention and an answer, the best answer you can give it, and then work away from it being a vulnerability because once we take action towards the things we're vulnerable towards, we start to understand them better. And the bottom line of life is to understand ourselves better. It's a very interesting dynamic that we don't think we, we actually, maybe not we don't think, but we try to avoid because we think, oh, my gosh, I don't want to face that challenge. Well, let's say, surprise, that's the challenge that's going to show up at your door because we're all vulnerable to things that scare us. That's for, for all truth. But yet we end up facing it and going, wow, that wasn't so bad. That's why all of these little quotes that keep coming out and they keep coming out and they keep coming out every morning. And I have no idea where they're going to come from. I have no idea what I'm going to write. 
And then all of a sudden, there we are. There we are. So pay attention to the things that, you know, as you're just going around and you go, oh, no, I can't do that. Oh, no, that's too much for me or whatever. Say, why is that too much for me? Why is that not too much for others? Hey, wait a minute. Why am I giving myself an issue that I don't actually need to have? Why did I choose that issue? So there you have it. So I have a question, another question from Liam Cauley, and he says, I have a question. What's your opinion on Justin Trudeau's blackface controversy? I don't know what the controversy is, so I will answer that next week once I look into it. Um, it's it's an interesting thing because he's a, a lead, the leader of Canada. I actually know somebody who knows him. I know that sounds weird to say, but... I do know someone who knows him personally. So I'll look into the controversy and I will um, get back to you on that question. There was another question that Susan had, and it was after the show that we did on temptations about why are there temptations to do what is not in our best interest. And she says, Nadia, after listening to this show, I have more questions. Are temptations always obvious when we take a minute to think about it, where they lead us? Sometimes I feel it is difficult to decipher them. Where do you draw the line between temptation and an opportunity? Maybe I misunderstood something, but I have always been working really hard and don't want quick fixes, yet I did fall for temptations too. I tend to be too strict and too hardworking, so my temptations might look a little different. No? When I talk about temptations, a lot of things that usually tempt us away and put us in a situation of hiding things are the kinds of temptations I'm talking about. What, in regards to work, as you are talking about, I have a sister who, after her kids, her youngest just went away to school, She's now re-entering the workforce. While she is re-entering the workforce, she ended up getting every job that she applied for. Now she went from not knowing if she could get another job because, you know, people get scared when you're going to go out. And it is a very vulnerable position. You don't know you know, how good the company is, you try to do your research, and then they have to interview you, and you may want it really bad, and they may tell you no and or yes, and that's left up to them. So she calls me, and she says, well, I don't know how to decide between these two jobs. One of them pays me less, has more benefits, has this, has that. The other one's a little more glamorous. I get to get dressed up every day. I'm going to get paid about $7 an hour more than this job, but the benefits aren't as great. And it's a, it's a job that I will move up in, but I'm basically working for somebody else's dream. And in this one, I'm actually doing something creative, and it is my dream. And I listen to both sides. 
And I said to her, and it was right after the Temptations show, by the way, so it was perfect. And she was wanting to be her old self in the job that paid more. But her new self became very creative, and she does some of the most beautiful cakes, cake decorations I have ever seen. I mean, she'll make a pregnant belly for like a revel, what are those, uh, gender reveal parties, and, and she can make any a cake into any shape, even your head, if she has a picture of it. And so, um, I know this sounds funny, even your head, but either way, as we were talking, I realized that she was seduced by the job that paid more, but she was really excited about the job where she knew that if she built a huge following at that place and she already posts pictures of her cakes and and she does and she tags the store she she could create an entire identity as a cake decorator it gives her a lot of pleasure She doesn't have to have the stress of standing on her feet all day like the other job would have put her in. And she would leave with something that she built. And the other one, she would have just been another person working at that company, filling in the spot of another person who just left to do the same job because somebody has to plug that hole. And as we were talking, she said, you know how you always say sometimes just talking about something, you'll answer your own question? And I said, yeah. She goes, I just did. We never had to ask which job it was. We both knew. All we had to do is remove the temptation of of the dangling carrot of the other job because over time she's going to make more money at the at the creative job and she'll enjoy it along the way. And we both agreed that without even saying it, and we both knew because it felt like it didn't have all those question marks on top of it. Another temptation a man and a woman meet each other. They're attracted. They're both unavailable. But there's problems in both of their marriages or with whoever they're with. And they start feeling like, wow, you know, I really like that guy. Wow, he's really nice. He'd be better for me than so-and-so. And they start justifying taking whatever they're feeling into action. I know that sounds like such a typical cliche, but it happens all the time. I cannot tell you how many people have come to me with that, and I've had to show them that they were just being tested in temptation. And they go, oh, my gosh, this is what temptation really feels like. And I said, yeah, the further you go, the harder it is to stop that ball from rolling. So if I were you, I would never go out to lunch with that person again. Wean yourself off those thoughts that are giving you that little kick 
every day of, wow, this is something new because it doesn't fit into your life. And if you try to take it and cram it into your life, it's going to cause havoc on your life. Those are things that I talk about when I say temptation. Is it dangling a carrot that you think is going to give you something that you don't think you already have? In truth, if the person who was tempted to run out of the relationship just to kind of get a quick fix of, wow, I'm so, you know, valuable or I'm so cute or I'm so whatever. You go back home and you put that energy in the relationship you have and see what happens. So those are things I talk about. So it's not that about being hardworking or not or strict or not or, you know, it's not about this track of thinking that, you have control over temptation. Temptation just shows up at your door. That's ego doing its best work. It's it's just knowing the difference between what will take you away from yourself in your life or what will enhance and truly you know is more solid for yourself and in your life. So vulnerabilities, temptation, you know, whatever somebody's doing in their life, they keep putting the same things, all the stuff onto that one topic. But it's it's proven you work hard. It's proven that you're doing what you're doing. But temptation might be a quick fix or something like that, even though you say you don't want to do that. So that's where those things are subtle, but they come in and they wreak havoc on our life if we don't acknowledge what's going on. You guys have a great weekend. I will see you on Monday morning. Take care. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.